What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Tuesday Track Talk, episode number 17 with your Three Stones pit crew. I'm Cam. I'm your tire changer. I'm Kellen. I'm your jack man. I'm Cameron. I'm your gas man. And just like any other episode, we got a jam-packed uh, list of topics we want to hit on today. We had a couple of races uh, this past weekend with uh, the Chili Bowl that ran all last week. A crazy and wild wild west shootout uh we got our, our topic of the week our feature top of the week with our bucket list races and some previews also coming up for this coming week kind of switching off the surfaces as well and getting our first asphalt race on the air so another jam packed up so but before we hop into that what's going on fellas since the last time we reconvened with each other uh you think it's got to be the packers oh <laughs> wow how can you not talk about the Packers? First ever seven seed to win a, a wild card weekend game. So it's like, wow. And I don't think anybody had that on their bingo card. No, not really. So no, between uh that and that, I mean it, the score really says it was closer than it really was. Oh yeah. Um so no, that was pretty awesome. And um if that wasn't good enough, uh we're riding high. I got my uh, record low heat bill this morning. So coming off of December, we got a record low on the heat bill. So nice in Wisconsin. Um, December heat bill twenty three dollars and eighty cents. God damn! <laughs> you got so ice. Really you got icicles hanging from the ceiling, or <laughs> so I rewarded myself when I got back, and my hands are so cold right now because it's negative ten out. Um, rewarded myself and turned gave myself a little bit of heat. So <laughs> I can't say anything. We uh we turned the heat on in the apartment here in the living room this past weekend because of how cold it is. I currently have zero degrees and it feels like negative eight where I'm yeah. at. I think we're even a little bit cooler down here in, in the deep south. Um yeah, we yeah, we've got a negative two, feels like negative nineteen. So man. Welcome to Wisconsin in January. This is exactly what we're expecting. So, hey, but it's supposed to warm up tomorrow. What is it supposed to be two? <laughs> yep. <laughs> two of the wall of negative seven. So the bottom keeps coming up, I guess. That's what it. Oh. But I mean, I honestly, so like the winter we've had, I've been kind of thinking about it. Like we really haven't had any snow or any cold. We've had a really, really mild start to the winter. So, like, for it to be the middle of January and have a first real cold snap and snowstorm, like we're doing and even, all right. And even then, like you got a whole lot more snow than what I got up here. I mean, we're it's yeah. a three and a half hour difference, and you've got what probably a foot on the ground, two feet. We got two rounds, eight inches. Sure. So I've got maybe four on the ground, maybe yeah. three if I'm being generous. Yeah, Sorry, man, it's just drastic. Brush. But again, we're getting that cold stint too. So yeah, I agree. It's been a super calm winter up until now. And you know, I'm glad it snowed. I don't it doesn't need to be so damn cold, but I'm glad that it snowed. Yeah. Yeah, we can roll with that. Even though uh, you know, football season ain't going on for the Badgers, I got to see a little bit of the basketball game this past week, and they ended up winning against Northwestern. So that should help them in the Big Ten standings as well, too. So yeah, they look good. They did look good. Overall, good weekend for Wisconsin sports. We'll see how San Fran goes. That's uh, you want to talk about a kryptonite team for us? 
Yeah, we got a bad track record with them, but Saturday night action. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully it's not on the old Peacock, but should be on Fox or CBS. Yeah, I, I think it's it's on one of the public ones, I think. Oops. Yeah, that Peacock thing was unacceptable. Apparently they had a a, a record number of viewers. That's too bad. Because I don't that. want to see that happen again. For real. <clears throat> Uh, let's see what I want. That's what I want. I mean, the only thing it does is it makes me go down to the local establishment to have to watch. <laughs> the local watering hole? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not paying for it at home, so I'll pay for $2.50 every 12 ounces. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. But... So. No, anything else in your fellas' mind before we uh, talk a little bit of racing? No, no we got to get right into it. I'm ready. I'm fired up. Well, you want to start with the Wild West shootout? Kind of start with some dirt late model racing. And I tell you what, I hadn't watched this race in the past. So this is my first time kind of watching this and seeing how this goes. That track is phenomenal. I mean, that track looked racy all weekend long. Yeah, they did a, they did a hell of a job with that track prep. Um, even on the off days where they had a, the, they had those guys test, it's like they showed up the next day and it was it was primo top to bottom. Um, whole bunch of lanes are racing. You got the slick in the middle, um, but yeah, that's that was that was a great show for the week. Yeah, looks looks fast too. Like I kind of I think I might have compared it to like Portsmouth or Portsmouth, whatever, however it's pronounced. Yeah. Like it's it's fast. Yeah, and I <clears throat> echo that sentiment that just a fast track, um, multiple lanes all week. So kudos to the track prep, um, whoever did the track prep. But uh, one thing I was, <clears throat> I always enjoy too, um, is when you get on, you know, some of those bigger national scenes. Uh, a fair amount of Midwest guys uh, made the trek down there, so yeah. uh, that was fun to see. Uh, Sammy Mars making his debut. Um, We'll claim him as our own. Uh, that's well, that's that's old Pittstein. That's his neighbor. He's, yeah, it's uh, Menominee. That's about twenty minutes from where I'm at. So yeah, he's based so in my backyard. So your neighbor was down there. Uh, my neighbor, uh, Jake Tim from Winona, he was down there. Um, Sorensen was down there. He's my half neighbor. He's from Rochester. Well, um, and then another. I think my neighbor had the best weekend of all of them. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> Gary Alberson um, had a rocket most of the week. And yeah. I would say that was kind of a cool thing to see, too, like um, between him and Kay Dillard um, having some solid runs and running up front. Um, granted, he didn't have, you know, a loaded Lucas Oil field there, but um was cool to see some of those guys, you know, out running a Kyle Larson and going at it with Bobby Pierce. Um, so that was cool, but you know, that racing, the racetrack, the racing all around, um, it's phenomenal all week long. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see. I think when you look at it, uh, Bobby's Pierce obviously dominated a handful of the nights, including last night. Um, but I think it's cool to see some different names run. It's cool to see a few different guys make the show for the first time. Um, so uh, the parody of the field was 
was good. I I enjoyed that to see uh different different names, different teams, different chassis, things like that. So Yeah, I Yeah, mean like, like I said, it was that was just some damn good racing. And like you were saying, Bobby Pierce dominated it. And you know, obviously Sunday was the main event, twenty twenty-five, really twenty-six thousand to win that one. And you know, it looked like it was gonna be another Bobby, Bobby Pierce domination weekend. He was gonna walk away with the big hundred thousand dollar bonus two for winning uh what was it, four of the six races that week? Five of the six. Five of the six. Yeah. Yeah, five of the six. And uh comes up a little short, gets gets one stolen away from but due to a flat tire uh coming out of four with six to go. And you know, at first like I saw that at first. Like I thought he just like jumped the jumped the cushion and slew down a ton and Larson just couldn't check up in time. And that's what cut the tire down. But it sounded like that it looked like that tire was already down before Larson even got to him. Yeah, Pierce kind of made it sound like it was it was going down already, and that's why he hopped the cushion. Um, and then he just couldn't get out of the way um, going into one. So Larson just kind of ran up under him. and But, he yeah, he definitely said it was down before Larson got to him. So yeah. I was glad they kind of cleared the air on that because Larson was, like, pretty hesitant. And then the PA guy said, no, he it was flat before you got to him. So it wasn't – you didn't run yeah. into him. And, and run it flat. So um, you could tell that <clears throat> Larson was a little bit hesitant, but they did yeah, reassure both parties that that's what's going on. Bobby, he doesn't want to win it that way type of thing. And yeah, right. For sure. But, but yeah, like I said, I think I mentioned it before that place gives me a little bit, a little bit of Eldora vibes. Sure. It's got yeah. a little bit of an Eldora feel. You got guys wrapping the bottom. You got guys just tearing the fence down. The middle is kind of nowhere to be found. Big high-speed corners. A little banking, not a ton, but, yeah, to me, it, it, <clears throat> that place gives me the Eldora vibe. Was there somebody that kind of stood out as far as uh, having a good weekend that you didn't quite necessarily expect to have a good week? Gary Alverson. Yeah. I was going to say Alberson, yeah. I mean, I he, was, had a, he had a handful of quick qualifier awards, too. Yeah. Like, one guy, and I'm trying to – I'm just going back through some of the some of the results here. You know, you could say Kate <laughs> Dillard. I mean, he ran strong the entire week. Yeah. You know, one guy, and especially on Sunday, I was going to say was Mike Marler. I felt like he's yeah. really starting to come on. And like you were saying, he kind of swapped cars. It was last year, right? Middle of last year or late last year that he swapped mm. cars. Towards the end. I think he debuted at the um, World Championships. World Championships. Yeah, and, it's, World and, and pretty much every race that he's been mm. in, I mean, he's been strong. Yeah. I mean, he Absolutely. was second. he was second on the second prelim night. on Sunday and then he was second on the following Sunday as well. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's putting some races together and kind of carrying off the momentum from last year as well. So I think he was a guy that kind of, that stood out as well. So. Yeah. He's <clears throat> the, the move to skyline for old Marler. Um, 
I would say because he's having he was having a pretty solid year uh, last year. I mean, even with his old team, but I would say the the jump to skyline has been pretty dang seamless uh, for him and not missed the beat. And if anything, maybe even picked one up. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely a strong run from him most of the week. Speaking of him, has he declared, is he going to run a series or? I don't know if he has or not. I think we're yet to hear. I don't think we're yet to hear. It's a while yet before you start kind of having that overlay between the two series. So you can maybe run, you know, just whatever's on the schedule for a little bit before you finally declare. See if maybe you're doing better at one versus the other and then commit from there. Yeah. A little flexibility. I mean, yep. all the racing's down in Florida anyway, so they're yeah. probably gonna run all of it anyways, and then however you feel about it one way or another. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'm just looking again, I'm looking at this past Sunday. Uh great car count, two thirty-nine cars, if I'm counting this right. Mm-hmm. Damn good showing as far as super lights go too so you gotta always that's the big thing it doesn't matter what series is running good car counts matter yeah so um no again just a really great great racing kind of the first hoorah really it's the the first one since the dome isn't it yep yeah, yeah. so good to get back into that they're gonna start ramping up here pretty quick um yeah, just good to see them back on the track here. Uh, any other th- thoughts with the Wild West shootout before we move on to what I think was kind of the main event for the entire weekend weekend? I'll just one quick hitter. Um, you talk about anybody, somebody that had, um, you know, unexpected that ran as well. I think going to reverse uh, somebody that flopped and didn't have the week we expected would be Kyle Larson, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, he won uh the finale there um yesterday, but up until that point, I mean struggled. He was in uncharted territory and for the wrong reasons. Um wrecking stuff, B mains, backup cars. Um yeah, so he was just struggling with it all week, which is usually uh, anytime he gets behind the wheel, anything it's immediately contender. But um, little change of pace for him that past week, and um, I guess fortunate for him, they were able to. The old Rumley team was able to gather it up and um, at least get one win out of it and win the finale. So, um, yeah, I thought that was just kind of interesting. Um, somebody definitely wasn't expecting to to struggle as much as he did. His best finish was fourth prior to Sunday's win, which, you know, like you were saying, is very uncharacteristic for Kyle Larson to come in. Given it's he also doesn't run a super very often, but he's pretty damn good at anything that he has behind, too. And the team he's got with him as well. Um, oh, he's, yeah. he's not hopping in a, just a you and I family-funded car. He's hopping in some... High top money, money. Yeah, top equipment, know. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was definitely unexpected, in my opinion. 
also looking at Sunday's turbo. He went from 12 to six on main events Sunday as well. He got a couple hard charges. He could he just could never seem to get ahead. Yeah. He was always racing from behind. Typically be not the award you want to win. Hard charger is typically not the award you want to win. Weekly. No, those checks, those check, yeah, those checks are usually a little bit smaller for some reason. And that usually means that you're starting deep in the field. So but he had a 17 to 10, a 19 to 8. Uh, let's see. What else did he have here? A five to three. Yeah, that was the first night. And a six to four. Yeah, six to four was the first night, and then a five to three the second night. No, no, that, that's yeah, good for Turbo. Um, you know, I brought it up on the previous episode. He's somebody that I put on one of my biggest busts for 2023. Um, he heard you. Yeah, he heard me loud and clear. He kept, <laughs> kept the receipt, and now he's off and running. So, Kellen, any final thoughts before we move on to uh, Chili Bowl? No, great racing. Didn't really wreck any equipment. Guys loaded up and headed to Florida. Yep, fair enough. So, yeah, let's move on to the Chili Bowl. Like I said, it's kind of it was kind of the main event for the entire week and weekend. Um, before we do move on to the main event, I will say I think prelim nights monday through friday and this is it you know watching social media and sh- and watching the racing myself i think that was some of the best damn track pep prep we've ever seen at the chili bowl like the racing was phenomenal the entire week and even even saturday and some of those deeper mains pretty much all the way up until you know honestly the a main everything was just solid the track was yeah it 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 took a little bit, which that's any dirt track you work over. I mean, it's going to take a little bit for it to come in. But when it came in, it came in. Um, and even some of those earlier nights, they made the right moves to widen the track to make it a two-lane racetrack. So yep. uh, excellent job by that crew um, throughout the week. I think they even forewent a little bit of extended track prep on Saturday because the track was holding up so well for yeah. what it was doing too, which helped really run the show along too. Cause it, I mean, Christ, they're running that a main super early compared to yeah. previous years, which I think everybody was very appreciative of to be able yeah. to get it done that early. So, um, you know, kind of piggybacking off of Larson struggling at the shootout, the wild west shootout. He also struggled when it came to, uh, he's pr- his prelim night on Thursday. He just, could not keep that thing on the ground at all. Don't know. I, <clears throat> this is kind of not related to Chili Bowl, but Kyle Larson. One thing I thought watching, I guess the Wild West shootout, he had a, he got tangled up with somebody late in a race, coming to the line, got his car stuck together, stuck to another guy's car, um, driving it in super hard. Yep. Then the other part, watching. Him at Chili Bowl. I'm going to put myself out there and try to read his mind, but it almost felt like he was. He was driving his equipment like he had the race winning car, even though he didn't. Sure. He was driving his equipment like a little bit out of his boots, I would say. Um, And you saw that with. I felt like in that one of 
I don't know, I think it was his heat race when he slid somebody and then that guy slid him back. And then later on, like he was just getting frustrated, I felt like. And he slid that other guy back and sent that other guy for a ride, ruined his night. Yeah. Um, so I just felt like I don't know. Between him sliding somebody at the Wild West shootout and getting his car tangled up, um, and then watching his chili bowl, like he was I don't know. I just felt like he was driving frustrated. Sure. Um, but and, yeah. and I and especially at the chili bowl, you know, he didn't get to participate in Sunday's practice. So his first laps were the heat race, pretty much. Um so it's just he he's coming in behind already. So he does he doesn't know what the car is doing. And and they, you know, Keith Coons, he's a very smart man with that midget car. He can't make those adjustments on Sunday so that when they go into Thursday, he could just hammer off laps. Um, It's just, I I think that's just piled on. Oh. Just, I think, just a shortage of track. Well, not necessarily a shortage of track time. I think just missing Sunday. I think think that was his biggest, uh, his biggest downfall, I would say, is not having that practice day where. He might, he might have even, and Cam, kind of to go to your point, he might have even been driving those cars a little bit backwards where he's driving the Super like he should have the midget and the midget like he should have the Super, you know? You just, you're blurring, you could be blurring the lines a little bit too much going back and forth so quick like that. So, um, but no, again, fantastic prelim nights. Um, you know, I don't think there were any big surprises. I think Corey Day would probably be the, would have been the biggest surprise as far as prelim night winners. Uh, going out and winning his or Tanner Carrick, he would have been another one as far as winning their pre prelim nights. Um, mm-hmm. t- Corey Day was making a name for himself. He was he was there to prove a point that he deserved to be there. Absolutely. But and you had your typical, you know, Buddy Cole Floyd, Logan Seavey, who was two guys that you think were going to be, you know, the guys to beat. That weekend, when it came down to it, they ended up being the guys to beat on Saturday. Um, Hmm. But before you could even get into that main event, you had uh, old Timez and Cannon McIntosh got into it a little bit. And, you know, I could have been a little bit of situational awareness just because, and I give it, it's hard to do that, especially in a midget car. Um, You don't know where you're running. You just know you're on that fine line. You're trying to get every position you can. But that ended up taking Timez out of the chili bowl and he showed his displeasure in, in, in the best way you pros- possibly could have without getting, you know, making yourself look like an ass. Right. And, and he got booted and then they turned around and said, I, uh, we were incorrect, I guess would be the word to say that yeah. he was let back into the building. Um, So as he would say, he got cannonballed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty witty to think of that in the heat of the moment when we get rolled. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right. Cannon Macintosh. Oh, typical. We got cannonballed. <laughs> well, so he's got his own YouTube thing, and I really should watch some of those videos because apparently they're pretty damn good. But him, so him being in front of the camera, he's comfortable already, so he could just. He's in the zone. Yeah, he can kick him out as he needs to. So. And he yeah. was actually awesome. Uh, I forget what prelim night they, it was that he got to do. Oh yeah, post race interviews. Yeah. Um, when he got to do that night, 
I mean, yeah, you can clearly tell um, when he gets a microphone in his hand. Uh, well versed. He's, yeah, he's well versed. That's he's he's a natural in there. Um, and so. and you know another thing too, and this is no knock on any reporter. Um, you know, everybody's doing their job, but he also knows like what kind of questions your driver might be looking for. It can ask those questions or really get like that really detailed question. Cause he knows he can pry it from that guy because it's a driver to driver conversation versus a yeah. driver to reporter conversation. Yeah. A little different point of view. Reporters can ask 100 and 200 level questions. Timez knows the car, the racing, you know, yep. The same mindset, get on, you know, what he might think, you know, what the driver was thinking. Timez can get, you know, 300, four level, 400 level questions um, out there. So, yeah, he was awesome. And I think that's another guy. Um, you know, if you didn't watch um, the Dirt series on Flow, uh, that little five uh five episode documentary on Kyle Larson and Timez and Tyler Courtney. That was <clears throat> Timez was in that, I think, in episode four and five. Um was awesome there. But he's just another guy like when he gets on the racetrack and his character starts coming out. Um it's electric. Yeah. It's electric. He's he's but, a hoop. he's he's fun to watch and fun to be yep. around. But when that helmet goes on, boy, he's a completely different razor. Give it. He was he was throwing that thing out there. He was, I oh got what the hell night was it where a lot of them guys were hitting that cushion off of four. I almost said like there was a divot coming off of four that all them guys were hitting and almost flipping. Like he was doing that same thing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Was it Friday night that they were doing that? No, well, it was Thursday night because Larson was doing it. Yeah. Lar- and Larson ended up, that's what ended up you know, send him in for a ride. As he well, was... there was I, what Justin Grant did the same thing though, too. And that's what got him so deep in his Saturdays was because he hit that cushion and it flipped him over. I forget what the hell night it was, but I, that, but I saw him do that. I'm like, Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna flip one of these times and he's going to hit those hay bales down and turn one. Cause he's going to be all out of control. And he yeah. can, you want to talk about a guy that can wheel it. You pair that yeah. with somebody who, at least the perception I got on was uh, on the dirt documentary on flow was you pair somebody who can wheel with somebody who appears fearless. Now one could even say maybe even a little bit reckless. <laughs> um, yep. That's a combination there that, that you want to watch because, yeah, like you said, he he's going to put it – he's going to throw it wherever he thinks. Can help him. Can help him. Um, so, yeah, he, he's he's a hoot. He's a character. Um, yeah. Glad to have yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, fun to watch. Fun to watch. A blast to listen to. Just the all just a just a downright character. Yep, for sure. So um otherwise keep going with uh you know Saturday. You know, Saturday is always known for its soup runs, who can run, you know, who can run how many races throughout the throughout the evening. And there wasn't really any standout guys that were running soup runs this year. I think the longest one was maybe three or four races. Um the real only notable one was Dason Pearsley. He ran from the D main. 
uh, and ended up finishing fourth in, in the A main on Saturday. So really getting his name out there, but kind of, kind of lackluster. I felt like, I don't know about you guys, but on that run, as far as the, the guys that were getting soup uh, on Saturday. Yeah. You'd have a guy make a race or two race to maybe from a D to a B. But once you got to that B, it just, it just gets exponentially harder yeah. from there and, you just didn't really have that one that could just had it dialed in and locked up and was just ripping through the yeah. through the field. But and again with with Persley, he was the kind of that main guy that came from the Dean they made and, and finished fourth, which who's to say, you know, and this kind of leads to that next topic. If if the track prep was a little bit different for that A main, who's to say that he's in the conversation for a podium finish or hell, even a win? Because I mean Coming from that far back, you got to have a damn yeah. good car to do it. Yeah, that uh, I think if he's got a little bit more freedom to move around a little bit, I think that that changes the ball game, which yeah. can change the ball game for your leaders too. But I just yep. think that it also helps your movers and shakers. Where when you're leading out front, you maybe sometimes don't know which line yeah. you're on until you're potentially getting either passed or somebody's right there. Yep. Um, but I think that would have, that could have definitely helped him as well. Even damn near making the podium from the D main. And you want to talk about that, you know, flip side, you know, doing alphabet soup um, or these soup runs, you know, the flip side of that is, you know, in a situation like that, starting in the D main. Yeah. You're starting deep in every heat, but could that also on the flip side? Yeah. You don't want to be running all those races, but that also, I feel like could benefit like you. Like if they're not completely reworking the track, more laps out there, like you just get in a zone, you get in a rhythm, like you, you can tell you all the track good, is changing. Yeah. And you pair that with a good car, you know, who's to say, you know, all those soup races, you know, hey, you, it could be a benefit, you know, all yeah. those extra laps, you know exactly what's changing on the track. You come in, track's going to rubber up a little bit more. When the track rubbers up, I want this adjustment, you know, whatever. Could or it's be, like, be. I don't know. Or it's like when green flag drops, all right, I'm hitting the high line because I can just rip and ride that thing and gain five positions before I even come out of, you know, fourth turn on the first lap type of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. You, and Cam, to your point, yeah, you're right. That that does come with a benefit because if they don't rework the track, you know exactly you are in it and you know what you're looking for. That also comes with the risk of starting at the back of the next race and potentially getting wadded up. Yeah. So yeah. It, it you're right. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, but it also comes with the the danger of the gravity check as they called it. Yep. Yeah. Got that right. That was the other thing. There were some hard flips this year. Yeah. I think there are every year, but I don't know why, but it just felt like these were, these ones were hard this year. Wicked. Yeah. And I forget the gentleman's name. He was in one of the, the earlier prelims, but his throttle hung going into one. And I mean, he smoked that wall. Oh, it's Friday night. It's Friday night. He smoked that wall. He hit her pretty hard. So, 
Um, you know, we kind of touched on the track work a little bit. Um, I think it was very noticeable from everybody's standpoint, both drivers, crews, fans, you know, whatever the case was that, uh, the a main was not to what we were expecting, expecting it to be. Uh, and even the head track prep, uh, guy came in and even said, yeah, the a main sucked. We had some of the best prelims I could recall to top it off with the miserable finale is embarrassing to say the least. We will sit down over the next 10 months and figure out what we need to do for next year. We got one shot and have to wait. That was the overarching theme from, like you said, driver, spectator. Um, A lot of eyes on that race on Saturday night and talk about a bad time to miss it. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was and, a bad to miss it. And, you know, I talked about, too, like they were on a very good pace as far as getting done early. You know, you hate to say it, but, you know, you could have maybe used just that little bit more time just to make sure the track is exactly how you want it. I mean, it's I think they even said, too, like going into the main, they didn't do as much track prep as they would have typically done in years past, too. I mean, they were done at 930. Yeah. The race was done at 930. I mean take an extra 15 20 minutes most people are up at 10 o'clock especially on a Saturday night they, they ain't gonna lose the crowd no it was the moral of the story correct yeah I'd agree so next time just take the extra 15 20 minutes and do some track prep dial it mm-hmm. in and then you don't have to make a statement like that on Sunday. But I think it's also a kudos, and I think we've said it before for other, you know, other instances that have come up. Kudos for, you know, the parties that are responsible for the track prep or making, you know, race calls or anything like that for owning up to, you know, yep, we just missed it. We're going to learn from it. We're going to do our damnedest and then make sure it never happens again. Yep. It happens. At the end of the year, it happens. Yep. Make a call. You got to go with it. You got to stick to your guns. And at the end of the day, it's chili bowl. It ain't like they're gonna show up next year. There's gonna be twelve cars that enter the event. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna you're still gonna have three hundred and some odd cars there. And I think at that point, it might even make the anticipation bigger because they know that they'll have they'll have it tuned in for the A main. That yep, it can make it even more interesting. So you yep. look at it. The latter part is yeah, we missed it this year, but it could be much much better next year. Um, a little side tangent before we hit on you know Logan CV. Do you think with, you know, Larson coming in, making a, a quote-unquote surprise entrant, and Ricky Stenhouse making a quote-unquote surprise entrant, Christopher Bell about being kind of vocal as well, do you think them guys are going to come back and we're going to see, you know, that crossover a little bit more? Do you think we're going to see them on the entry list next year, early? No. No? I'm going to say no. Why? I just think did did Larson get his field going? Pardon my French, but Asler or tea kettle twice. Risk versus reward. Did 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 he get a phone call from Rick Hendrick? Hey, you probably shouldn't do that because I need you to drive for me on Sunday. True. Alex Bowman is now done sprint car racing. He just owns teams because he almost got his head torn off his body. Sure. I mean, given it's all you know, Chase Elliott. He's ran it the past couple years too. Didn't see him there this year. I just um, wanted there's there might be some people in the background going, yeah, he that Hendrick.com yeah. 
the HendrickCars.com sponsorship, I would just be careful. Sure. I don't know. I, I could be very well wrong, but I just, in the back of my mind, I think when you look at it, the, the longer it goes on, I think the more risk reward when you look at the Sunday and you also have to remember, you look at what Chase Elliott and, and Bowman had go on when they missed time. Yep. They struggled bad. Yep. And, and, and rightfully so for Rick Hendrick, for, um, you know, Joe yes. Gibbs, for whomever to say, okay, you, you're driving for me. That's how it's going to be. Right here, he, they are investing in those individuals. Yep. When it comes down to it, Sunday is your Sunday is your job. You are yeah, expected or, to be here on Sundays. Or even then, in not to say that it can't happen in a late model either, but maybe it's they say maybe it's no open wheel stuff. Sure. Maybe it's a full body car. We'll let you run full body stuff. You can go run cars tour. You can go run Lucas Oil. You can go run the Stars National Tour. You can do the full body stuff because that's. It's not as high bit, risk. Correct. The the wheel to wheel contact in open wheel cars. Yeah. Um, I just think that risk reward is sure potential. So maybe I don't know. And maybe Hendrick doesn't mind it, but I, I would say that there maybe would be some influence. Sure. That's my opinion. So Cam and your rebuttal, why do you think they will be on that entry list? Or who could you see on that entry list for next year? I think it's going to be, Larson alluded to it, you know, I didn't want to go or I wasn't going to go. And then you start watching night one, night two. And he's like, I just got the itch and I wanted to do it. So I think, you know, a situation like that next year, it's going to be like, all right, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? Yes, we're going to do it because I got the itch. And okay, then let's get your hind end there on Sunday. Let's get this thing tuned up. And and who's to say that maybe it ends up being the same way like it was this year? If he, Maybe he does the, do the wildlife shootout again. Maybe the schedule works out where they have those couple of test days. Okay, those test days, I, and I don't know how they do, uh, you know, what nights they run. Um, but who's to say okay i will run the chili bowl if i can run on this or this night because i'm not going to be in new mexico running the tulsa shootout and hope that i make the a main so i can make that flight back that was the other thing too was i think matt weaver pointed out that even if larson had made the a main there was no way he was gonna be able to run them both yeah i didn't know how that logistically was gonna work because you, you theoretically think that chili bowl is gonna run late right so, so that'd be the other thing too. If Votto runs in the afternoon versus Chili Bowl at night, could probably pull it off. Or if they just don't run on Sunday at, or on Saturday at all. But you know, Saturday's where you draw that crowd too. So I don't know. It's you know, and like kind of picking on your point, like Cam about you know sitting there for night one and night two. It's the feeling of missing out. Yeah, I think it's a hundred percent what it came down to. Bomo. Yep, and I think that that. That itch bit Steadhouse too. He had that feeling of missing out and just nope, I gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess I think in my eyes, I, I guess I think, you know, I, the Briscoe, the Stenhouse, you know, those guys. Yeah. Yeah, the risk reward, you know, whatever, thinking about that. But it's like, all right, if we're gonna do this, 
I just think, you know, and the name and reputation Chili Bowl's built up for dirt midgets and those guys that like doing it, it's just they're going to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try and win it. So sure. let's, let's go all in on it. But, um, yeah, I guess you don't – when you factor in the money they're getting paid to drive on Sundays and watching some of the things that have happened in the past, uh, injuries – Etc. and what that's done to playoffs and season. Playoffs. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I can hear him. Yep. <laughs> um, and I can see him now. Oh, there he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, Mr. H isn't going to let people keep doing this if they're going to sure. get hurt and, and He's going to have to sacrifice somebody missing six races and then your season's ruined and you miss the playoffs. Like they're not going to put up yep. with that one. So, and you uh, can't blame totally him. understand that. Yeah. No, can't blame him at all. Um, um, paying and investing in you to oh, yeah. get this job done and win a championship. Yeah. Yep. I, let's best not miss seven races throughout yeah. the year. Uh, one more thing before we hit on Logan CV again, just because I think it is worth a conversation. Pole shuffle, the reformatted pole shuffle. I was about to say, I think there were a lot of kudos for it. I get, I, I forget who it was, but somebody had mentioned like running all those laps. It's just over time, you're, you're kind of have a disadvantage versus those guys that are kind of sitting in the pits. So I think the only way, and I like, you know, they did the pill draw to figure out, you know, 10, 9, 8, so on and so forth. The only thing I could think of is maybe like bracket style. That way you get, you know, those guys run, you run everybody else, and then that next matchup runs, so on and so forth. So that way it kind of gives them, you know, that little bit of a break to do whatever type yeah. of thing, too. But, but no, I think that what format, they your point. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Perfect. That was that was that was totally badass. Yeah. On your on the edge of your seat. Plus, the guys aren't racing each other, they're running the yeah. clock. Yep, put them on put them on opposite ends of track, let them let them rip. Yep. It almost came back to bite uh Paston though. Man, he took a tumble and damn near had to junk that car. Yeah, that was bad. So I mean you're gonna get that anytime you're on the track, even if for hot laps or anything like that. So I mean I, I don't think that's worth a discussion. But I think it was good. Could it be adjusted? Sure. But I would have no problem if they ran it like that for years to come. Yep. So ultimately ended up being Logan CV wins it again, kind of with the help of, of the track and, and kind of getting one laned out. But again, I think even without, you know, that being a part of it, I think Logan CV was definitely going to be the man to beat. And it shows why he's there to do that too. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say, yeah, across the board, the most consistent all week, um, he won the race champions, didn't he? Yep, and he won his prelim night. So you could say he pretty damn near swept. Yeah. Um, so most consistent rocket um across the board for most of the week. So and a uh, slick looking race car. Yeah. Yep, coming out of the Swindell Speed Lab. But yep. A lot of options for sweet paint schemes at that. So um no, but CV, 
he showed up there and it was pretty evident evident uh once he got his car on the track that he was the man to beat. Yep. Uh, For sure. Wow. Yep. You can wheel that thing. <laughs> so no. I mean, otherwise, you know, great event again comes out with its headlines and, and topics topics of discussions. Um, but no, overall, another great event. And uh, I think we can't wait for next year. So no, any, uh, any other thoughts before we, I think hit on our feature topic of the week. I'm ready for this. You're yeah, ready? I love these. No, uh, now, last final thought on chili bowl. That was a week long of just awesome. Awesomeness. Yeah. Um, I it's hard to explain just every night being able to dial in, watch great racing, um, and have Votto too. Yeah, um, that week was tough to beat, and the Chili Bowl, uh, for the first time, you know, really diving into prelim nights and watching all of it, like we we mentioned earlier, prelim the track was pristine. Um, the racing was fantastic. The guys were awesome. The flip counter wasn't on, which sucked. Um, uh, the Chili Bowl Twitter account they had did. it on. Yeah, they did have it on. But um, no, Chili Bowl was awesome. Bottle last week, those two combo. Um, we always talk about not having enough screens, but <laughs> uh, that was another week where you got you got to have multiple screens going. So yep. and no, that was you- an awesome week. And for those that maybe are watching or listening and don't have a full uh, subscription, you know, if you can hold out until then to do your trial run, you want to talk about money well spent. That that week alone just pays off for the subscription. You got freaking 13 hours of racing a day if you want to. Yep, 100%. So, no, it's fantastic. So let's move on to our uh, featured topic of the week and uh, – we're talking some bucket list races, races that we've never been to that, you know, we just, we want it. We've got the itch to go. We want to go one of these days. And I think we're all kind of hit different realms. You know, obviously I've been to a lot of the local short tracks around Wisconsin, so I don't have, you know, damn near any short track races on my list. Um, you know, you guys have, you know, ventured into other realms, whether it is the short track scene, obviously NASCAR hitting some of these dirt races as well that, um, you know, you guys want to hit. So, um, yeah, we just want to talk about races that we want to go to and, and you know, pretty much simple as that. So I think without further ado, it looks like I'm first up on the old list here as far as who's uh, giving the races. So I'll get mine ready to go here. You yeah, do 10 to 1 or? Just- uh, mine is 10 to 1. All right. Yep. Holy. I can't Holy read mine. Kellen, did you follow <laughs> the same order or no? No, I didn't put them in an order because I don't think I could possibly do it. Yep. So mine is in 10 to 1. Um, The one is just the one, like, if, if you tell me, yeah, what's a bucket list race that you want to go to, I could instinctively just, you know, give it to you. So, um, so yeah, the tire changers, bucket list races. So I've got... Daytona and the Slinger Nationals on here, and they are not on the list because I've been fortunate enough, to, obviously, to go to Slinger Nationals, but I've been fortunate enough to go to the 500 three times in my lifetime. So just figured I'd throw those on there. So first race, race on the list is Formula One at Circuit of the Americas. So I like to go to Circuit Americas because it's a purpose-built track. It's a beautiful-looking track. 
Uh, but I also just want to go see the most premier form of motorsport in the world, which is, I would say, Formula One. Um, you know, three-day weekend between practice, qualifying, and the race. And obviously, you get to see the sights and sounds of Austin, Texas. So I think just when you when you combine everything, I think it could make out for it just a phenomenal uh, race weekend. I obviously, you know, when, when you get to a road course and Cam, you know this from being at the street course, you, just, you know you're not going to see everything. So you just find that best spot. You camp out and you just enjoy the racing from there. So um, I've always said if I go to Formula One race between the three of them that are in America, this is hands down the one that I would go to without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, next up on the list, IMSA. I would have hit, hit Vegas if I were you, but. See, it's the street course. I like the purpose built racetracks. That's what I like the most. So uh, IMSA at Road America. Uh, it's one of the few tracks in Wisconsin that I have not visited yet, so I want to cross that one off my list. Um, you know, IMSA is one of the highest forms of sports car racing in the country. You know, you, you know, venturing around uh, the towns around around Road America, you don't lose that small town Wisconsin feel. I mean, Christ, you can walk into you know a dive bar somewhere and get some of the best damn cheese curds you're ever going to have, type of thing. Um, and you could just walk the track and venture the entire track too. I mean, it's, you know, there's, it's a beautiful track as well with the scenery that's around there, the woodland and the grass and all that. So um, I've always just thought that'd be a great one to go to. You get the different forms of sports cars there as well. Um, and they usually bring out some classics for a weekend like that as well. So, I mean, you just get an overall great experience when you're at road America. So. Next up on the list, the Kings Royal at Eldora. I had to throw an Adel or Eldora race on here, and just because it's consistent as far as the Kings Royal being a sprint car race, um, I threw this one on there. I was looking for the million-dollar one, but because it jumps between the sprint cars and late models, I just couldn't narrow down on one. Um, so I went with the Kings Royal, obviously one of the most prestigious races in the world of Atlas, uh, definitely one of the crown jewel races. Uh, at Eldora being one of the most prestige, uh, prestigious dirt tracks in the country. You know, it's got one of the best track, uh, one of the best tracks as far as fan amenities. It's cheap concession stands. Tickets are always great. 50 50 is outstanding. Facilities are great. And I just downright need to visit Eldora. It's like I said, I think it's just, it clicks all those buck, those check marks as far as, uh, races to go to. So, and, and, you know, compared to Votto, Puts out some damn good racing whenever whenever they're there, too. So uh, that one made the list. Knoxville Nationals, you know, kind of hitting more of the Midwest. Same thing. One of the most prestigious races, one of the most prestigious tracks. It's probably the closest track with a crown jewel when it comes to World of Outlaws compared to me. Um, so it's a pretty a little bit easier to get to it. And it's the sprint car capital of the world. I mean, that's I think that in its own right says it, so... Um, then again, has some of the best racing around. Swing and a miss for me, son of a gun. No, there is one that missed the list. Dang, <laughs> <laughs> he's got ten dirt super late model races, so it's tough to put spring yeah, cars on there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next up on the list, the twenty four hours of Daytona. You know, I'm throwing in another uh, sports car race there. Daytona, it's just I love the atmosphere around it. I think it's one of the greatest tracks out there. World Center of Racing, as it's nicknamed, um, and Daytona always has that that big event feel to it. Uh, and it's the sister race of the 24 Hours of Le Mans. You know, you see a lot of classes 
or cars go to this race that kind of prep for the 24 hour Le Mans. Cause you'll see that similar car uh, overseas for that race as well. So, you know, if, if I really wanted to try and venture for it, I would try and do all 24 hours at the track, but man, that would be a tall task to do. So that's a grind. That's a grind, but hell that'd be, that'd be a great event. I always, I would like to go to that one as well. Right. Any advice for you? If you ever go to that, <clears throat> my advice would be do the 24 hours straight at the track and then immediately hop in your car and start driving back to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that's got great time written all over it. Nothing yeah. wrong could go wrong. Yeah. Oh, so uh, this is one that I always look forward to at least watching on uh, nowadays Peacock uh, and NBC, just cause I think it's, like I said, it's just one of the great races out there. So uh, tell a playoff race. Kind of getting back to some familiar territory. I know a couple of you guys had that on your top five or uh, top 10 races on the year. I think there's a reason why. So it's a high energy feel around Talladega. It's got legendary infield parties. Uh, the playoff race is always intense as far as, you know, guys trying to make it into the next round of the playoffs. It's the fastest super speedway in the country. So, um, you know, again, just uh, it's great environment. Great race. Has to make the list, I feel. Why'd you choose that picture? This one? I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, it works out. Makes me sick. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Southern well, 500. For anybody that doesn't know. Huge Blaney fan, so. I suppose we got to tell that for the Spotify listeners. Yeah, Blaney was out front for that one, so. Uh, the Southern 500, I said specifically the Southern 500 over the throwback weekend just because it's the cr- one of the crown jewels of NASCAR, I feel, is the Southern 500. It's a grueling race, under the lights, playoff race. Um, like I said, it's one of the crown jewel races that I haven't been to if you're including the NASCAR Indy Oval race now that that, back's on the schedule, that is back on the schedule. Um, so I want to I hit that up. It's the original super speedway. If you really want to go back in time on that, it's just a unique track with a lot of rich history to it. And it's just, again, it's one of those that it puts on a lot of good racing. So um, Southern 500 made the list as well. I don't even know where we're at on the list, but I know we're getting close to the top. We got three, two, and one. Three, two, and one. All right. Chili Bowl. We were just talking about it. Has to be on there. Obviously one of the biggest midget races in the country, six days of racing. To a fantastic environment, especially with the top row rowdies. Um, the pit access opportunity, I looks at, you know, hitting some of that, that pit camera shots just looks and awesome. You want to talk about getting up close and personal. Um, and it's a who's who as far as drivers that are attempting to qualify and stories that come out of it and, and all that jazz. So that one definitely makes the list just as it's a marquee event the entire year. Snowball Derby. I had to throw a super late model race in there. That one makes it in there. It's the most prestigious super late model race in the country. Again, it's another who's who's as far as drivers attempting to make the race. It's a four-day event between qualifying, pill draw, practice, qualifying, and race day. And then, of course, high intensity. You know, this this past year's Snowball Derby is one for the record books. And it's just, I love my super late model race, and I got to go to the most prestigious one out there. So that one made the list. Prize of Saint number one. So I'm well, curious to 
see what number one is. Like I said, if there's a, a the number one that it, when everybody anybody says it that always makes the top of the list, this is the one. And I think it's gonna be rightfully so. It's got to be the Indy 500. Oh, all right. I mean, you're talking. I think the most prestigious asphalt race in the country for any racing series out there. Um, it's oh. it's got obviously a super rich history. It's one of those you have to experience at once type events, regardless of who you are. And it's an unreal first person experience as far as the speed that those guys have when they're barreling off into the corner. So that's, I've talked about it for years that I wanted to go to this race. I thought this year was going to be the year that I was going to finally pull that trigger and I haven't been able to do it. So I'm hoping next year I could cross this one off the list. Um, so the Indy yeah. 500 ended up making number one as far as my bucket list races. And I even got a list on my phone as far as races that I want to go to. And obviously a lot of the races that I put on the, on my list are on, on this list as well. So. Sweet. So a couple of them that didn't make the list, but are, are worthy enough as well. So um, those are my bucket list races. Ones that I want to go to. Um, you know, I think it's going to be very, obviously very different from what you guys have just because of the races that I've been able to go to. Um, but yeah, that's that's what made my list. I think I'm hopping in next, but yeah, I'm just going to comment quickly. I'm going to be the first to say, I, I, you just hit me from left field uh, with the with the 500 pick or with the Knoxville Nationals one. Um, I would say the whole list. The whole list, really. I was not expecting to see an <laughs> F1 in IMSA. Um, the 24 hours at da Daytona. Um, well, I think I've I think we've kind of also figured out Jones that I'm the one that as we speak. Yeah. No, so you guys put yours in order. I didn't. So I'm trying to I'm Figure scratching my brain to get them organized in order sure. from 10 to 1. Go ahead. So um, but I think ahead. I think it's known like you know when we were putting our schedules together for next year, like I'm the one that like like why'd you put formula one in there why did you put indycar in there i'm like why well, it's racing so we want to put it on there but i i enjoy watching those type of races as well so do i watch them throughout the entire year no which is why i only put you know broad america and the 24 hours of daytona or the indy 500 that type of thing so i am going to try and hit indycar at milwaukee this year so i am super excited for that so yeah, I was, I was, I'm going to say I was not <clears throat> um, expecting some of those that you hit on there. So, well, so what were surprised. you expecting? I yeah. was thinking heavy, heavy on the NASCAR side. Um, well, you got to remember, Cam, that he's got a way deeper experience with all this than we do. He's in it, a, he's in it two decades more than we are. So I've, I've hit, you know, I hit Charlotte, Kansas, Bristol, uh, Daytona. Chicagoland, Michigan, Milwaukee, just a NASCAR alone, Iowa. So, yeah, he's, see, he's he's way he's way deeper into it than we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you want to transition from one extreme to the other extreme, yeah, go for it. Um, I'm intrigued now. I guess. Uh, I'm getting my notepad here ready. You guys are going to see this top 10 list and you're going to say, oh, yeah, could have guessed. Is, is uh, yours also uh, 10 to 1? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just got mine reordered, so we're all good. 
you guys are going to see this list and uh, go, yeah, I never would have guessed that, but uh, is what it is. Um, and I guess when I thought about mine, um, didn't put any bullet points on there, but I guess I was thinking just more so experience um, and thinking about bang for my buck and what kind of experience can I have at the racetrack and while sure. I'm there. Um, so that was one of the things that I thought about. And then a little bit that came into mind was, um, you know, uh, travel, like actually being able to do it. So, um, and then we can check Carolyn's homework if she's listening. Uh, if you're looking for some vacations in the next year, <laughs> you're welcome. Welcome. Here's we, got, we got 10 choices here. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, we'll get into this and uh, jump right in. And uh, kind of sad I can't use my uh, pen this pen this week that I was using last week. But <laughs> maybe we can find a way to use it. Anyways, yeah. Gas Man's 10 Bucket List Races. Um, so jumping right in. Overlap. Wow. Um, That's number 10. Um uh, snowball derby. Um, and as you can as I'm not gonna well, I guess I'll bang the drum again. Um as tire changer said, uh this is the pen the pinnacle of super late model racing. Um so this is definitely a bucket list for me. Um, and yeah, uh, just an awesome event puts on fantastic racing and a little bonus. You can get out of Wisconsin in December for a weekend. So hell yeah, definitely a bucket list for me is uh snowball derby. Number nine, uh, we did a live show on it, um, a few weeks ago and touched on it, but gateway dirt nationals, um, in the dome, um, I just for me, um, for anybody that knows who I am and what I enjoy is dirt super late model racing. And this is just seems to be an awesome experience um, from the fans to just being in a stadium and short bull ring track. Um, as you can see, knows the bumper action pack. So um, this is number nine for me uh, as Gateway Dirt Nationals. Number eight, um, Bristol, Tennessee, Bass Pro Shops night race. Has to be the night race at Bristol. Um, again, you want to talk about just an iconic NASCAR venue um, and a NASCAR race. Uh, this has got to be up there. Um and you want to throw it in there? Yep, somebody swung and missed. Um, and then you want to throw in the cut race. Uh, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. this has been a cutoff race. So um, guys just going at it. Um, so this is definitely uh, definitely a bucket list. And- I, I have been here for the night race. Oh, I can tell you, it is a blast. Absolute blast. Don't guys, don't expect to have a conversation, but it's a blast. Um, <laughs> I guess you guys could imagine if they were going to continue to do the dirt race, I would have thrown dirt on Bristol. Though. Hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I want Br- Bristol at night. Um, as you can see from this picture, just looks like a, just an iconic venue. Um, yep. And then with the storylines and the racing, got to be there. Number seven, again, we got another little overlap. Just came off a wild week of it. Um, Chili Bowl Nationals. Um, and I'll just kind of echo some of the points that the tire change already made. Just awesome event in a dome, action pack, nonstop racing, um, all around just seems like an awesome event that you got to be there for. So um, definitely got to hit the Chili Bowl Nationals. Number six, getting into the bread and butter. Um, a potential actual race that I would hit um, would be Fairbury uh, American Legion Speedway. Uh, this track, again, just a short little quarter mile bull ring track, multiple grooves are racing, guys are running the bottom, running the top. Um, from Is all the racing, track, track or event, track or event. Um, I would say track TBD on event because there's, okay. I mean, there's a decent amount of, what is it, falls? Uh, the what's the fall event? Falls, Brander Classic. Yeah. Um, but then also like, I guess I would probably put that up there because that would be a weekend show. But they also have Castro that comes here, and um, they'd also have some other other shows earlier in the year, but. Yeah, pretty good classic. Good call. Yep. Five. Um, Charlotte for World Outlaws finals. Mm. Late models and sprint cars. I thought this one, this is a this is an ex- oh, I think there's another one that was a swing and miss. This for me, I thought like experience again. This is gonna be bad to the bone racing late models and you're going to get sprint cars rarely do you get that all at one track on a bad fast track um so for a weekend show um and i thought like experience wise this now that i'm thinking about it should maybe be a little bit higher than it is but uh we'll leave that up to you guys for debate i am uh, a little shamed on that one because i had it on the list on my phone but I feel like I swung and missed as far as not putting it in my my top ten list here. Yeah, I just thought for strictly the amount of racing you get, the amount of racing and experience. I mean, you can't go to a show this, you know, you can't go to Cedar Lake and get sprint cars and late models the same weekend. So, and then yeah. plus, you know, this show, you know, Ricky Thornton Jr., Jonathan Davenport, guys that are. Luke Soa guys are likely going to be there as well. So everybody's um, there. Yeah. Um, best of the business there. Damn it. Number four. Uh, no surprise here. Um, but definitely got to gotta be a Slinger National race here coming up. Taking the day off of work on that Tuesday. And I mean, I've watched enough of it on TV every year that. It's time to just bite the bullet and go. Um, again, this is another 
I don't know. I don't know if it, if if this is the pinnacle or right below Snowball Derby. So here's a good uh, here's a good way for you. It's definitely a crown jewel race in the state of Wisconsin. Yep, and you're gonna get some of the best in the business. Matt Kenseth, William Byron. You know, you might get Eric Jones. You might get some of the Cup guys that'll that'll come and run this event. Um, one of the hardest events to race in, to get into. Um, if you listen to our previous episode, one of the hardest races to get into the feature. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this has just got to be. Got to check that box here soon. Uh, number three, I did Cedar Lake. Uh, World Outlaw Sprint Cars. Um, and I just did this, again, based on experience. Um, and I'm probably super biased based on the experience we had at Cedar Lake this past year. But that was just the most awesome experience. One of the most awesome experiences I've ever had at a racetrack. Just like a kid in a candy store. Um, jaw was dragging on the floor all weekend. Um, and so I thought, you got to go back and get some sprint cars. And again, this is another um, experience thing for me. I like these dirt races just for the fact, like after the race, we can go in the pits and see Brad sweet and get a picture and get an autograph and walk to the next one and see Sheldon Hoddenshield and um, you know, whatever. I just like that fan experience. Um, whereas as opposed to NASCAR where it's can't quite get up close and personal like you can at um, a dirt race. So uh, got to head back to Cedar Lake. Um, number two on the list up there just being as iconic as it is. Um, the Daytona 500, you just – This is the pinnacle of NASCAR racing. So, uh, I feel like it's just something that you just, if you're a NASCAR fan, like you just need to check this box and confirm. Yeah. So, um, for me, this race is experience wise, probably not up there, but what this race means to NASCAR and how if, iconic it is. I guess if you go number two, if you go, I think you'll go back on that experience comment. If you go, I think you'll go back on that. Okay. Just for my, my personal experience. Okay. Unfortunately, have to go and find out. <laughs> number one on the list should be no surprise um damn it eldora and hitting the world 100 um and i chose world 100 probably stupid of me but i just enjoy fall the season fall and this is always a early to mid-september race so it's not early june weather's starting to cool off um and then I just think Eldora is just an iconic venue um, in the dirt dirt world. 
looks like a fantastic venue. As you can see, got people all over on the grass. Um, and yeah, How did I miss we've, that alluded, one? we've alluded to it before. Uh, <laughs> I think Eldora puts on, produces the best, some of the best dirt racing there is. It's fast, wide open. You got three lanes to run. Um, so, yeah. Eldora, number one. That and was a big swing and a miss on my part. That was my late model race I was looking for. Well, it's World 100 or you can do uh, Dirt Late Model Dream. The Dream. Yep, the Dream would be another one. That one's usually, that's like a June race, I believe. Damn it. Well, I know some more races that got to get added to the, our, our schedule because I don't have, at least on our 2024 schedule, we don't have the Dream and we don't have the World 100 on here. So we'll have a couple more to add. But that cool. is another race that I put on my bucket list for uh, on my yep. phone. Um. So do you guys want to know, I've been keeping track and cross-referencing these. Do you two want to know how many races you have with me that match up? No. Nope. Oh, God. Nope. You got to go 10 to Just 1. Just go for it. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is bad news, Bears. Folks. Well, but if, if that means anything, how – I mean, I guess between you two, yeah. maybe not me because I threw a bunch of oddball ones there, but how how you know similarly minded you guys are. Given no. I probably have some of those same races, but I've been to those races. Yeah, I would well, say not only that, but it probably speaks to we're not going to we're not on our bucket list. We're not going to just Marshfield Super Speedway. We're going. We're targeting key events. Yeah, we're targeting best of the best racing in whatever um facet it, it is. It, it dirt, qualifies dirt for a bucket list race. Yeah. Um. These are on our list for one reason, one reason only. We're swinging for the fences. So, yep. all right. Well, here we go. If anything, we're going to see where, like, where these races rank. True. All right. Let's see what he's got for a research project this yep. week. Oh, I love the bucket. How about that? Yeah, it's a bucket list. It's yeah, cute. I mean, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here you go. Here you got the the Jackman's buck ten bucket list races. Um, for I ordered these last minute, so if I go back and order these, bear with me. But um, I wasn't as prepared in that sense because I didn't know I was going to have to make that decision. But here that's we go. a new one. You un unprepared. Uh first one. Uh, World Outlaws World Finals. Um. You got three classes, late model sprint cars, the dirt supercars are big blocks. Um, there's nearly 200 cars on property. You're at the dirt track in Charlotte. The entry list is unreal. And it's kind of like the last big bang of the year before the dome. So um, Lucas Oil's done. These guys are wrapping up their season with this finale. So, um, yeah, World Finals has got to be got to be on my list. <laughs> Bristol Night Race. We've talked about it already. Same um, picture. Yeah, it's it's Bristol, baby. Uh under yeah, lights, yeah. playoff, um, cup series. Uh yeah, I just think that's 
that's gotta be one. I just always have liked that that Bass Pro Shop tonight, night race under the lights, and um, yeah. So that's another one for. So that's the two. The next one, if it stays the way it oh, is. Oh man. I got the Bill Bigley 128 at the Freedom Factory. Um, after watching that full event this year, um, I that one I found it, it's got itself into the conversation of being coming a crown jewel or being a crown jewel. Um, so when you look at it, uh crown jewel, huge names, big entry list, a big payday. Uh a lot of our favorite drivers have spoken fairly very highly of the event top to bottom. Um, so that's been very awesome to see. Um, it's kind of like the last prelude before the Derby. Um, so I think that's one. And I've even said, and this is me, this is the Cletus McFarland YouTube side of me coming out on this, that Dave's even said that sometimes a determining factor of going to a place is bathrooms and you'll never have to worry about it here. <laughs> so I, I'm throwing it out there. We've all been in that situation where you yep. You're going into a bathroom and you're like, oh boy, here we go. But there's literally there's a, a lady that was at a racetrack down there at the Freedom Factory and said, bathrooms on point. So that's it, it's something you gotta think about sometimes, yep. you know. You don't know you. until you get into that situation and you just yeah or die. I did not think about that, but I'm just telling you guys one thing. You know, if I had to take a number two at Cedar Lake. I think I'd rather go in the woods in the parking lot than in that bathroom. So we're still going. We're still going. <laughs> we're yeah. still going. Yep. That, the, the trough for the number one is awesome. Um, <laughs> the, trough, the trough for the number one is awesome. Yep. But it just doesn't quite give you that nice cleanly feeling that you'd hold that back. That's what I mean. You got to think about these things. So that's another that not to take away from everything I just mentioned, but it's something to think about. I the do. Next one. I do like but, your point going back to the bigly real quick. It's the prelude to the snowball derby. You can get an entire week's vacation. You can go to the bigly, take the week, go down to Pensacola. I love it. Yep. You know, like I, it's, it's kind of like almost like when they say it's the prelude to the dream. This is the prelude to the derby. It's the yep. same thing on asphalt. Yep. Uh, next one, I'm going to say the Knoxville Nationals and the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. So I'm going to loop these two, obviously, the race itself. But I think if you're going to go there, I think you have to go through the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Yep. I just I, They're on property. I just feel like, obviously, big half-mile track, high speeds, multiple grooves. you got a wicked entry list. Um, so the racing itself, but then I think just to go through – the Sprint Car Hall of Fame itself, I think, is something that I just, to me, that would be really awesome to do and walk through there and um, just see all of that. So kind of a, not really a two-for-one. It's one race, but it's a, a weekend event, I would say, um, to be able to go in and see all of the cool stuff from Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Next one, I got the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury. Um we talk about it all the time. It's it, it's it's a massive one. Um, they always say we're getting fallsy because um, that's the Fairbury American Legion Speedway. Um, it always produces great racing. You got guys on the bottom. You got Bobby Pierce religiously banging the boards. 
um, running the top. Uh, usually somebody gets roughed up um, during that one. It is a crown jewel. And a side note, I do love that racetrack on the World of Outlaws video game. So, were you was it, when you sent that video? Were you at Fairbury? Yeah, yeah. Running track. Troy, yeah, <laughs> Troutman elbowed Hoffman for that one. There, he didn't oh. elbow. Him. It was tight. <laughs> uh, how dare you? <laughs> but no, Prater Classic. It's a it's a big weekend. Um, size so from that. Uh, this picture, I couldn't not put this picture in here. I got to review the film. God damn it, that is a beautiful picture. So, so for night, those for those that are listening, it's a drone shot, uh, kind of up above the pit area, facing yep, damn near yep. parallel with the track. Reviewed the film. He definitely got Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't much, but your right rear is bent in a little bit. Uh, yeah. no, that is a damn good looking photo under the lights. Wow. Yeah. I love that one. So I just was looking for the Prairie Dirt Classic, different pictures and ideas of the thing. And that one stood out to me and I couldn't not put it on there. So Prairie Dirt Classic comes in there. Oh, ignore the number. Oh, there's a number. Oh, oh fall ball. I forgot to take the number out. Um, Chili Bowl. It cracks the list. I don't know what number we're at, but that's the Chili Bowl. It's five. Uh, if you're going, are you going down to one? Yeah, ten to one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we we can give you a break because we put you on the spot there. You weren't quite ready for the ten to one. So. So yeah, the chili bowl. Back to the chili bowl. Uh, it's a whole week. It's twelve hours a day. The soup runs are totally badass. The pole shuffle rocks. Um, you're in a building. It's a bullring. The track goes through huge transitions. You got two or three lines of racing. You have the top row rowdies, and then you just have the best midget and dirt sprint car, NASCAR, whoever drivers that show up. Um, uh, obviously, everybody's hunting for a golden driller. So, um, one of the more unique trophies. Yeah, 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 for sure. But Chili Bowl Nationals comes in there as well. Uh, next one, Daytona Five Hundred, the Great American Race. You guys have talked on it. Really, don't need to do much more about it. It's the great American race. It's restrictor plate racing. And then you're always going to have the big one um, at the historic venue. So um, yeah, Daytona 500 is in there. If you want to throw another one in there, there is a museum at Daytona as well. Kind of piggybacking off your uh, Knoxville one. Yeah. Yeah. They always have the 500 from last year, that car in there. So. Yep. The world, uh, what they call it? The world center racing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Daytona comes in there for me. The next one, here it is. The Dirt Late Model Dream was we were just talking about it. Uh 129 grand to win, 585,000 in total persons across the weekend. Uh you got 70, 70 dirt super late models checked in. It's a three-day show that leads up to the A main. Um, and we had kind of talked about this previously as well. The atmosphere of Eldora just looks awesome. It just looks like it feels cool to be there, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So that was part of it for me too, as well as like, um, I would for sure put a little money in the 50, 50, because there's a chance you could win a hundred thousand dollars. $5 could multiply very quickly. If you come home with that, that would be yep. probably take another week off work and stop at a few places on the way home. <laughs> um, 
but you know, there we just take the money in the pits and buy sheet metal. Yikes. <laughs> um, Yikes. But no, um, yeah, Dirty Metal Dream. That one to me, I that one I really, I of that event I've kind of come to enjoy, and it it almost feels like the first big crown jewel of the year in terms of the dirt late model schedule. Just how it falls in June. Um, yeah, I believe it's in June. Um, so that's one to me. Uh, Eldora, Dirt Late Model Dream. Next one, Gateway Dirt Nationals. Uh, now that we've finally followed it for a full year, I mean, just totally kick ass top to bottom. It's the dome. The chrome horns come out. Uh, you can't get behind because you're going to struggle. Uh, you're racing. You're literally racing in a building, which I think is pretty sweet. Um, the other thing I was talking to as we were listening to the live stream for this event is the uniqueness of the dirt itself is that it's really not a dirt that anyone runs anywhere else because it's specific to this building. So, um, it's the same dirt you use for monster jam or motocross or any other events that are in there. And it's just a very unique dirt to that building. So, um, when you want to talk about not only the experience, but like the other side of the racing aspect of it too, is that may affect how you, um groove your tires or how you're grinding them and different things of that so on the racing side of it that's that's a pretty sweet deal and then obviously they have the modifieds there as well so um you got the best of the best in the business and the modified so um yeah that one comes in there for me as well this is your number one coming up here yep snowball derby i want to put the derby at one um it's the crown jewel of all crown jewels in terms of asphalt late models. It's the toughest field of super late models, everything from hauler parking to the pill draw on the party to qualifying to last chances to the absolute marathon of a race. Um, and there's always something that goes down during the race that they're gonna have words after. Um, you don't want that, but when you're racing for the biggest race of the year, it's things are gonna get physical. Um, so that one to me comes in to number one. I've followed this one probably a few more years than any of the other bigger crown jewels. So this one to me, I'm just, that one's, I, that one drew me in. We all picked the same photo for that. Yep. <laughs> yep. I can yep. see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, crown jewel or crown jewel of snowball derby comes in as my number one. So I kind of got a little bonus content. Um, this is, I just snipped my schedule for the summer. These are all potentials that I'm looking at doing. Um, so I've got technically 17 different race days on here. Um, the number of events might be just a little bit smaller, but um, this is my race day. So if you're looking for Wisconsin racing, for the most part, this is, well, these are the ones that you could catch, most likely catch us at. Um, so I just felt like that was, a uh, cool deal to just throw that in there in terms of where our brains are at and when we're looking at these as we go. Um, and then a few other ones, and we were talking about this before we started recording, a few other ones that we're looking at are close, uh, but we just haven't gotten to yet. And Van Grohl, you, you're you going to hit a handful of these. Well, yeah. Um, the World Outlaw Late Models at Mississippi Thunder, uh, just across, just up in the corner by Cam. Um 
that's one we'll have to get to at some point. The uh, Outlaws Sprint Cars at Wilmot. I've always wanted to get to Wilmot, so um, that's another one. Outlaws at Beaver Dam. They always talk about Beaver Dam, so being there. I haven't been to the Dixieland yet. I still call it the Dixieland. It's to me, it hasn't adapted the Gandrew two fifty yet. Um, one of these years, I got to get there. Uh, the NASCAR weekend at Iowa, and it's on the schedule this year. May or may not be on the schedule in the future. We don't know, but I'm going while the opportunity's there. Yeah, that's one that's on my radar. Um, the trucks at Milwaukee Mile. That's another one I want to get to. And then at some point, I just want to get up to Angel Park um, and actually see some midget racing in person. Yes. Um. So those are those are kind of ones that are like, those are the ones that could rotate in next summer when I talk about locking down my schedule. Those could be ones that could um, flip the script and get me into uh, these in terms of next summers when I'm thinking about events. You know, you, you brought that list up and, you know, talk, looking at like the, you know, 2024 possibility races and, you know, at some of the races that you got on your guys' bucket lists, there is a very high possibility that I will put on a lot of miles on my vehicle (laughs) this summer. Yep. For sure. So just to go back and cross-reference these, Cam... Cam, you and I had, I'll say six and a half are the same. You, you talking? Listed... You talking me? Nope. Cam. Oh, your brother. Got it. Brother. Yep. You got seven. Well, yeah, seven. You said Fairberry. Oh yeah, I that was you one meant. That I, I knew what you meant with Fairberry, but you you kind of added Castro in there, so I put like six and a half. It'd technically be seven. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we had seven the same. So boy, seventy percent the same. Um, and then Van Grohl, you and I had three that were the same. We had the Derby, the Knoxville yep. Nationals, and the Chili Bowl. Yep. Cam and Cam, you guys had two. Yep. Derby. The Derby and Chili Bowl. Yep. Mainly because I've hit a few of those ones already. So then when you look across the boards, all three of us had the Derby. All three of us had Chili Bowl. Those are the only two that were the same. So, and if you're thinking about it too, you know, like you get to the Slinger Nationals, you know, I go there regularly where you guys don't. The Daytona 500, I've been there. I've been there where you guys haven't. The Bristol yep. Night Race, I've been there where you guys haven't. Type of thing too. Yeah, just a little different atmosphere, a little different experience, a little different yep. feel in terms of the night. But yep. Hell yeah, that was that was cool. That was fun to do. I enjoyed yeah, that. that was that was good. It, it makes you think. It's good to see like where not necessarily priorities, but like you know what's the one that really you know scratches your itch type of thing. Yep. Stands out. Yep. Yep. So I did it. I, I honestly, I'm a little still surprised that Milas surprised you guys that much. I just like, I you have to keep reminding me that you remind myself that you have you have way bigger race <laughs> experience than than i do or my yeah does. so it, that's the part that i'm not surprised but i kind of am is what sure. I mean. you know but 
Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of the you know the plain old marquee events and crown jewels are definitely on on the list. Um, no, those are awesome. Like I said, I hope you know I hope we get to go to a lot of these races together at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like the Daytona 500, that experience when I'm telling you, like every time it starts getting kind of warm and you get like that that springtime smell going. And that feel going it reminds me of daytona and i get that urge to just yep i'm just gonna buy tickets and go <laughs> that's funny i don't know how i'm gonna get there but i'm gonna figure it out Yep. i'm sitting here looking at these lists and i'm thinking about my own list i almost feel like from again my i'm going experience wise i'm almost thinking that i should shouldn't move the world outlaw finals the number one. Number one. Ooh, I to me it doesn't quite tickle it for number one for me, but it could you could move it to like you could make an argument. Well that too. I, had, I think I had it at five. Uh that you did. Yep. You would move it ahead of the Slinger Nationals. You know, but it, but <laughs> again, look at but look at the quality yeah. of racing you're getting. True. You're not wrong. That's just that's just the biased Wisconsin guy in me telling oh, absolutely. you that Slinger Nationals is one of the top three Super League mile events of the year. But hey, I always say the Slinger Nationals is the the Snowball Derby is the Slinger Nationals of the the North. Yeah, the South. Oh, the South. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yep. So no, that was awesome. Some really yeah. great lists. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's any races that you feel like we're knuckleheads and missed out on, swung or miss or anything like that, or you know, just races that you guys feel like uh, you know, you want to add to your bucket list, you know, leave a comment, Spotify, YouTube, you know, you know, Instagram. I think we'll maybe try and put these races out on on the socials as well as far as what we want to do. Um no, let us know. We definitely want to hear from you. See what races we missed, or you know what you're you're interested in too, uh, as well as far as getting to. So uh, there's a lot of great racing out there. There's definitely no shortage of it. And you know if you have the opportunity, do it. You're you're gonna regret it if you don't otherwise. So, um, you know any other yeah. final thoughts before we do some quick previews on some races? Yeah, I just counted. Sure. All the thirty. Of the 30 races we presented, we had 20 different events. Nice. So, um, some good overlap, but also some wild, wild card parody. ones. Yeah. You could probably parodies. thank me for that one. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, re- really recency bias, and we always talk about tickling us pink where we always talk about you know, if, you know what if one day we started a race team um honestly after watching chili bowl and thinking about going to angel park my midget team idea it's not looking half bad is it no <laughs> it's looking like more and more that's where we should start <laughs> yeah um yeah I was just thinking about that as we all put Chili Bowl and we all watch it and Callum put Angel Park. Like, yeah. Maybe the Stones can get the Three Stones pit crew. Yeah. 
Uh, if we could get a racing team, um, I don't know. If we get the team together, though, a million dollar question. Who's driving? Who's driving? <laughs> Nobody, because I don't trust any of us behind the wheel. <laughs> I don't so, trust yeah. any of us behind the wheel more wow. than us. So are we just it. plastering our own logo on the midget and hiring somebody to drive it or what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know I know Van Grove certainly ruled himself all when we damn near got ourselves killed on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> that deer was standing still. Now you add something moving. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's well, uh, okay. Well then that el- eliminates Cab because of our little lacrosse adventure we had a couple years ago. Yeah, so my process of elimination. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but no, yeah, that was good. I just saw on the TV the Buccaneers are beating the Eagles thirteen to zero. Really? Well, we can we can get this wrapped up and go. I was catch about to say we could we could touch on our two previews here real quick. Uh, you want to start with the uh, Sunside Nationals at Volusia? You want to do the Protect Your Melon Speed Fest one hundred and fifty at Chris Motorsports Park? I'll go ahead and go, uh, Chris. I'll, uh, Chris right I'll jump right in. Um, okay. Looking at this week, and man, does it feel good to be back. Um, we've got dirt late model racing, uh, Sunshine Nationals. Um, I believe practice is on Wednesday, and then racing officially kicks off on Thursday, the 18th, Friday, Saturday. Um, down in Volusia, um, in Barberville, Florida. So, um, big open half mile speedway, not a whole lot of banking. Um, it's a fun track to race on, uh, World Outlaws game. Uh, it's got that unique kind of dog leg coming out of three, three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so unique track, but, uh, Getting going. Uh, last year, I believe Devin Moran won both. Um, Correct. And then the Sunday or the main event was rained out. So um, Devin Moran um, won both of those last year. And uh, the main event obviously was canceled. So um, it's going to be a good show. Uh, Volusia is a good track. I believe you're going to be able to catch it all on Dirt Vision. So. Um, if you got any Christmas money left over um, and you're looking for another subscription, uh, Dirt Visions, where you're going to catch all the World Outlaw stuff. So, uh, no, uh, this will be a fun. Uh, it'll be fun and it's going to tickle me right where I like it um, and get some <laughs> dirt late model racing going again. So, Heck yeah. Um, feels like not that long ago we were at the Dome and prior to that we were finishing up finales. So, this is kind of the. I wouldn't say it's a Daytona-like event, but it has the, the kickoff feel uh, yep. to racing season for dirt. So I'm expecting um, big car count, great racing. Um, Probably going to see a lot of the guys that were at uh, Vado making that trek over. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a – It'll be a good show. Um, Volusia's a good track. Big, wide-open speedway, half-mile. So we're looking forward to that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, as you touched, it's great to have dirt late model racing back. Hell yeah. Kellen, you got anything to add or you want to hop over to Speed Fest? No, I think we're going to go ahead and jump over Speed Fest. Um, so looking at the Protect Your Melon Speed Fest 150, uh, that will be run on Saturday, January 20th. Um, and you actually have quite the entry, entry list. Um, first races for the Southern Super Series and the ASA CRA. Um, so they're kicking off their seasons bright and early in January. Uh, Bubba Pollard was your 2023 winner. Uh, you got Ross Chastain running a pro late model, so kind of a cool deal there as well. Um, and then you got 25 entries as of yesterday, yep. Um, uh, including uh, Barry, Brandon Jones, Butcher, Matt Craig, Casey and Roderick. Oh, welcome back, Casey Roderick. Yeah, uh, pretty cool deer. You got Gio Ruggiero, Gavin Bashell, Dawson Sutton, Roderick, Butcher. Um, yeah, Steve just Dassey, yep, Michael Atwell, Michael Hind, yep. Um, so you got Tony Elrod, uh, Anthony Cataldi. You got you got quite the list here, Conor Krezik going for uh, this one. So, hell of a feature that one will be on Racing America. So, if you're looking to tune into that one, uh, you can head, head on over there to Racing America to catch the catch the. Speed Fest, Protect Your Melon 150. That'll be kind of the first super late model asphalt race uh, on the year, really, since the Snowball Derby, really. Yeah. Kind of the first super late model race. So get Absolutely. a little, little uh, shake the cold off and get them guys going again before they really ramp up uh, once springtime comes around. So, no, two good races coming up. Um you know, if you got the opportunity, definitely check them out. So anything else, fellas, before we uh, kind of wrap things up here for the night? Not really, other than just our lovely topic for next week. Oh, man, I am. I am excited for this one. So we're kind of we're kind of reaching out to uh, ESPN for this one and some other shows that they've done. PTI, part of the interruption, we're doing statements and reactions. So. You know, we've come in the past with topics of discussion that nobody knows what we're going to bring to the table. Same idea here. We each got to come up with, I don't know, two, three, you know, however many we kind of decide on on the week. We're going to bring statements to the table. The other two are going to react to it, and we're just going to have a large discussion off of that. So maybe some hot takes, maybe some not so hot takes, but I think we're uh, we're going to have some steep conversation, make a look, make a fool out of each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm best, you best you know, I'm going right into the archives of dirt late model racing. So oh man, God. <laughs> study up, buddy. Oh well, it's, it's, you gotta remember this is where you leave this too open-ended in the conversation that you, you get the hot takes, the really, yep. really hot takes. So that's yep. what I'm here for. You can do, might even you say can past, present, future. I it's again, it's wide open. You might get some Aaron Rodgers like takes. Um, God, we don't. Hey, we don't even get canceled. <laughs> but so yeah. no, well, that'll be... be all racing related. They will not be yes political. <laughs> they will be racing. Yes, they will. Uh, 
No, so that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be that'll be a good discussion to have. So that'll be uh next week's topic. And then yeah, again, we'll just kind of review uh Sunshine Nationals Evolution and uh Speedfest 150. So any final thoughts, fellas, before we sign off here? No, good to go. No. Um, and if anybody's listening and wants to maybe give the, the pit crew a Christmas gift next year, um, we just gave you 30 events we'd be interested in going to. So some ticks would be nice. Some tickets. Uh, <laughs> and if you're going to be, hey, if you're going to any of those races, share your experience too. Let us know how it is. And like I said, if you got any races that you want to go to, definitely leave a comment, um, you know, on YouTube or Spotify. Make sure you're subscribed as well so that when we uh, release videos, you got them. Hit that bell for notification. And like we said, you know, hit up Spotify too. We're trying to grow that one out. And, you know, you can listen to that anywhere in the car, you know, at work, you know, I always say, listen at church, you know, wherever, you know, take the time to, to listen. You always uh, appreciate any feedback that you have. And as I always say, too, if you have the opportunity, go hit up your local short track if they're racing at this time of year. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you all next week for uh, statements and reactions.